What's up, y'all? It's Be Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. <sighs> it's been quite the few days. A lot of shit has happened for real, for real. But uh, it's literally so much shit that I hardly know where to begin. So we're just going to stick with literally the most simple thing to cover at this moment. So something happened in the NFL world that I didn't think would happen. But being a football fan, you have to expect the unexpected because nobody is safe. Especially if you started your career with the team. And that couldn't be more true for Mr. Dangerous, Russell Wilson. He was traded to the Broncos. And... The Seahawks received two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Faint. And the Broncos, what did they get? They got Russell Wilson and the fourth-round pick. Now, pretty much... The Seahawks better pray to the whoever it is that they pray to that all of these picks hold some sort of weight and significance. Because I've watched Seattle deteriorate since the Legion of Boom days. Guys get hurt, guys retiring, getting traded. But this, possibly from Kim Chancellor retiring, from Bobby Wagner retiring, from Richard Sherman not being there. Like, literally, having your franchise quarterback be traded away, this was absolutely the biggest blow to Seattle. And granted, I get that things happen. I get that sometimes we all need a fresh start, especially pro athletes, because Russell West, I always get them mixed up all the fucking time. Russell Wilson. He has played his entire ass off for Seattle and got them a ring. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like he just wasted his best years in Seattle for nothing. Like, no. He did what the fuck he had to do to get them a ring. And they should have had to because he should have passed the ball to beast mode. Dumbest player in fucking Super Bowl history. But another story for another day. But this was a little bit shocking to me because this was one of those trades that I didn't see coming. Like, to me, this was the equivalent of Jerry Rice being traded from fucking San Francisco to Oakland. Or Emmitt Smith going from Dallas to the Cardinals. Like, I'm just literally trying to think of all the what-the-fuck trades that you thought would never happen. Or Joe Montana to Kansas City. Like, certain things that you would never think would happen because the players in question have so much um, reverence in their in their respective cities because they've won, they have the label of greatness in this city. And when you think about the, the certain player, the first thing you will think about is him being in a certain jersey because that's where he pretty much thrived. You know what I'm saying? So I was a little bit shocked by this, but... I really can't be too, too surprised because 
It seems like they love aging quarterbacks. The Broncos do. Because you all, because come on, you have John Elway in your front office. And if you know anything about Broncos history, you know John Elway was the man and played to his later years and still got them a Super Bowl ring. Then you have Peyton Manning coming off a neck injury. He pretty much had his career reborn in Denver and he got them a ring. Will the same have happen with Russell Wilson? I don't know. I truly don't know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. And they're still on an emotional roller coaster because after Demarius Thomas tragically lost his life, they're gonna they needed something to spark them. And I believe that the arrival of Russell Wilson will definitely give them the spark that they need. All I hope is for Russell Russell just to stay healthy. And don't eat too many edibles, my my man. Just stay sober for as long as you possibly can. Take care of them babies. And love fine-ass Scorpio Cece. Don't even get me started on that. But I was shocked about the trade, but not really. But we'll just have to wait and see what happens overall. And more NFL news. The Aaron Rodgers. Resigned with the Packers. Brand new deal. I'm trying to think of how much money he got, but I believe it was sheesh. Like 200 million, something to that effect. And he got his money. Now that I wasn't shocked about. But Aaron Rodgers, after all that fuss he made last off offseason. About how Green Bay doesn't pay their talent. He pretty much exposed their front office. And they had no choice but to pay him. So that he forced their hand. And this has been brewing for a long time. Because you can't have something like that happen publicly. Your franchise quarterback is saying that you don't pay their talent. To keep them around. To keep the team afloat. You can't have something like that happen with the magnitude of a player like Aaron Rodgers telling people this and you not pay him. So I feel like one way or the other, Aaron Rodgers was going to get his fucking money. Whether he had to stick you up for it or he had to expose you for who for the what the hell you were publicly. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he was definitely going to get his money one way or another. And Jordan Love, I hate to tell you this, brother, but just enjoy sitting on the bench in case Aaron Rodgers gets into another COVID fucking thing. Then he violates certain guidelines and shit like that, and he gets away with it. But that's neither here or there. Aaron Rodgers got his money. He's going to be in Green Bay for another year. Will it be his last year? I don't know. Certain things like this, you have to like really watch because you never know. It might he might stay another year, he might stay another two years, or he just might retire. You never fucking know. So with Aaron Rodgers, he got his money. He's gonna be rolling around in his insurance money as well. So hey, I'm mad at you, dog. You gotta get it how you can. Oof. And now to well, I guess NBA and NFL news. 
So, we have Mr. Calvin Ridley, player for the Atlanta Falcons. He was suspended for the entire season because he bet on games. I'm sorry, he bet on himself in NFL games. And to me, this is kind of giving Pete Rose shit. Because we know that Pete Rose, of course, one of the greatest players to ever play base, major baseball. But it's that one dark cloud that keeps him from the Hall of Fame. The whole gambling fucking scandal. And in so many ways, he was blacklisted from the MLB and from baseball history. Kind of like a Lyle Alzado like over the steroids thing. But... We can't act like the, the MLB didn't have their share of steroid scandals their damn selves. So, still. But, let me see. Because I was a little bit confused on the details. Because they didn't say if this was more than one game or if it was just one game. But for him to be suspended for an entire year, he would have had, had to fucking bet on more than one fucking game. So, like, that's just what I'm thinking. Because I'm like, why the hell... Would dude wager $1,500? Wager $1,500 for one game, or this would have to be continuous for it to be a huge deal. He lost $11.1 million. And I'm like, sheesh, dude. No wonder you got suspended. Like, granted, there are certain unpardonable sins in the sports world. And shit that you just absolutely can't do or think people that are not going to react to it. Sona, if you cheat on your wife, if you gamble or you use some sort of PEDs, the sports world will side-eye you like you would not believe. And you have to find a way to come back from the shit because you pretty much based your career on a lie. And you have to think, like Calvin Ridley... He played for the Atlanta Falcons. And the Atlanta Falcons have been the subject of ridicule since the fucking Super Bowl. 28-3 jokes all over the fucking place. Them blowing games out the ass. Like, certain games they should have fucking won. And they could have had a better record than what they did. Except that they just kept losing and losing and losing games after you blew leads. Like, what the hell is really going on here? Because I'll keep saying it, it's always the curse. Always the fucking curse. And that's why the whole Calvin Ridley thing is just like, you would have to have bet on multiple games. Because I doubt that one $1,500 wager lost you that much fucking money. Well, maybe it could. I really don't fucking know because I don't gamble. But... I would like to think that it would have been just more than one instead of just one wager that he made. But yeah, this whole thing is going to be a mess because if you lost that much money betting on yourself or your team or whomever you were betting on, it's not going to be nothing compared to the money that you're going to lose now that you're not in the league right now. Because I doubt that when you're suspended that you, that you still get paid. So 
you got to have a plan B or you got to save something for a rainy day because shit like that, that's how you get caught up. You think the shit is going to roll in forever. You think this NFL money is going to last forever when it's not really the fucking truth and it's not guaranteed. So when you get yourself in situations like this, I would hope like hell that you have a plan B for yourself and your family. Uh, Speaking of plan B for your family. Ben Simmons. Pretty much he hasn't been playing. Even though he's been traded. Dude has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And I was wondering when he was going to make his debut. And he kept pushing it back. And I'm like, for fucking what? Why? Like, I don't know what the hell it is you're going through mentally and or physically. But I pray that you get yourself together because in all, over all this shit that he's been going through in Philly and now he's doing it in Brooklyn, Ben Simmons has lost over 20, 20 million fucking dollars that I'm sure you will never get back. But it's like, what the hell are these teams paying you for if you're not going to get your ass on the court and play the game? That's the problem that I have with him because Ben Simmons was hyped up like hell. He was one of those players that got a second chance at a rookie season, a second year rookie, mind you, because he got hurt his rookie season. Okay, that's fine. So when he comes back, they say rookie Ben Simmons. I'm like, didn't you already have your rookie season even though you got hurt through it? Julius Randle broke his legs his first game of his professional career. And he didn't get no do-overs. But I'm like, they just wanted Ben Simmons to happen so bad. So they gave him another chance to fucking have his rookie season. And I guess that would be the only time that he was relevant. Because after that, Ben Simmons kept getting injured. His jump shot was broken. Like, I don't know what it is, but Philadelphia had this habit of drafted players that suddenly could not shoot jump shots. Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons. Those two right there. But Ben Simmons to do that was not a part of their process. So they trade him. They trade him away for James Harden. Now we're, everybody's just looking at Ben Simmons like, okay, you're gonna get on the get on the court or not? Because you've pretty much lost damn near an entire season because of the shit that you didn't want to do in Philadelphia. Now that you're in a new setting, you should be okay, revitalized, ready to play. You're still not. Because at this point in time. <sighs> You just have to be annoyed. Like, if you're a fan of Ben Simmons, you have to be like, dude, what the fuck is really going on that you have to miss this many games and miss out on money because you don't want to play? Like, the shit is just a mess, to say the very fucking least. It's a mess, and I just hope Ben Simmons gets himself together because I know them pockets are hurting. Like, you can't spend every night in a fucking strip club because you'll be in a damn poorhouse at this point, especially if you're not getting none of that back. So something has to give sooner or later. And I wanted to ask a question. Who do y'all think is worse in the money losing situation? Not even just in the numbers category, but just overall, the whole picture. Would it be Calvin Ridley or would it be Ben Simmons? Like, I don't know which one is worse because they both lost money at the end of the day. But I guess it would be Calvin Ridley because he was the one that was gambling. And we know that the sports world look, looks down on gambling and shit. So that might be a little bit worse. But either way, just please keep your head. Don't fuck up your money. 
Because if this is your livelihood and all you really know how to do and you've done it professionally, you got to do all your might to keep yourself clean, keep your nose clean, keep your reputation clean. So shit like this does not happen. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I've debated on talking about this, but I really didn't know if I was ready to. Or even if I even wanted to, not even if I was ready to. But pretty much, Mrs. Russell Westbrook, Miss Nina Westbrook, beautiful black woman. She, she's been on social media defending the hell out of Russell. Because I don't even know if I should even call them Laker fans. But since they're actually in the arena, since those are the ones who are actually coming at Russ crazy and coming at her crazy, we're just going to say they're Laker fans. <laughs> but um, pretty much he's been getting a lot of ridicule for how the season has been going. He hasn't been a good fit, of course. Things haven't been up to par. And I doubt that Russell Westbrook has had to deal with such criticism as well as his wife. Because people expected him to do what he did in OKC. Everybody expected the fucking, of course, I expected the Russell Westbrook of old. I expected the OKC Westbrook. I expected the Houston Westbrook. Hell, I even expected the, the Washington Westbrook. But things have not went according to plan, and his play has been dwindled. He hasn't been the triple-double master that he's been accustomed to being, and he's been a bad fit. Just say that much. Russell Westbrook has been a bad fucking fit for the Lakers. And his wife has been defending him on social media. But the fucked up thing about social media is it gives the idiots who wouldn't even step to you in person or say shit to you a platform to air their bullshit and be disrespectful because they know they can hide behind their profile pictures. They can hide behind their little profiles and just bullshit and think they think they won't get caught. But you have to remember. Laker fan or not, you don't come for a man's family. You don't come for his wife. You don't come for his kids. You don't come for his mother. You don't come for his family, period. Like, that's that's one thing that you just don't fucking do. Because if it was your family and you were in the same situation, I'm sure it would be a whole problem. So, the quote-unquote excuses for Laker fans that do that, we don't claim them. Or I don't claim them, at least. Because I can go off on the Lakers... From head to fucking toe, as I've done in I've done in this this, pod, this podcast many times before. I can call them every type of power bottom bitch. I can say, talk about the twat this, the twat that, the kego this, the kego that. I can go off. But one thing that I will not do is come for his family. Because you don't do that. You don't come for nobody's family, regardless of how bad they play or what you think they should be doing. So do absolutely do not fucking like don't say disrespectful things like that. Don't come at them crazy. Don't say no disrespectful bullshit that's going to make people hurt. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. Russell Westbrook is a human. Nina Westbrook is human. So they feel that when you do that to them. And the funniest thing is. Adults, we as adults teach our children not to bully, but in the same fucking breath, 
nobody's safe on the internet because y'all just fucking online bully people. For what? Like, people will never give you a direct answer of why they're fucking doing it. But we already know what it is. They're mad because Russell Westbrook hasn't been playing up to par and he's been a bad fit for the Lakers. Point blank fucking period. But leave his wife out of this. Magic is saying that Laker fans need to come together and support Russell Westbrook, which I completely understand. I get that, Magic. Am I frustrated? Yes. Am I mad about how the season has been going? Absolutely. But those people that you were addressing were not Laker fans. Because I'm sure there were always disrespectful bastards in the league as fans as well. But there was no social media. You couldn't get in a... You couldn't get online and tell a player X, Y, Z, this and this and that. Come for his family. Come for his personal life. Like you couldn't do no shit like that back in the day. So if you want really, if you really wanted to get out of player, you had to get in their faces somehow, some way. But this is kind of like the dark side of social media because shit like this will make Nina Westbrook not want to get online anymore and interact with nobody because of shit like this. Because I get that you want to support your husband and defend your husband. As a wife, you should do that. And I respect her for that. But I just hope that she keeps her head up in the middle of all this fucking ridicule from all these faceless people who just want to have want a platform to say something about somebody. But yeah, there are certain things that you do or don't do. And you just don't come for anybody like this because it's fucked up because it that makes you mm. Because certain things like that, I'm like, that shit just makes me side-eye people. And then, when they say Laker fans ridiculing Russell Westbrook, they're going to think that all, all fucking Laker fans are dogging Russell Westbrook and his wife. And that is that don't make all of us. A few motherfuckers like that don't make up the entire damn fan base. But, all I can do is just hope for the best for Russell West, Westbrook because... It's been a rough season, and I can say that. Trust me, it's been well-documented on Dangerous Sports Talk how rough this season has been. But I hope that he keeps his head up, he doesn't let his confidence go down, and I just hope that things are going to be okay for him because I don't see him being with the team beyond this season, and that's the fucking truth. And this has been the longest episode I've done. God damn. But yeah, with 22 minutes, I'm going to wrap things up. If you stayed around for this long... You're definitely a real one. If you stayed around to the very end, I thank you for listening. I love you guys so very much. Keep listening to Dangerous Sports Talk. Keep, keep supporting the brand. You guys are definitely appreciated. And on, on that note, I am out of here. Peace.